everyone. You just tuned in to the NetSuite podcast. I'm your host, Kendall Fisher, and on this episode, we're joined by Allison Eau Claire, the Vice President of Product Management here at Oracle NetSuite. Now, she explains this role a bit, which primarily oversees the commerce and customer experience strategy. With 25 years of experience in commerce and supply chain solutions, Eau Claire recalls some of the biggest developments she's witnessed in those areas how those have impacted consumer trends as well as businesses, especially small to medium-sized businesses, and how solutions like NetSuite have helped in navigating those changes. She then dives into why and how businesses should be preparing for the holiday season right now, especially on the e-commerce side, the consumer trends we can expect to see like curbside pickup and returns, and the updates within NetSuite's 2020 release too that are helping businesses prepare for all of this. And finally, she dissects some key marketing strategies businesses should consider for the holidays and concludes with some big pieces of advice all organizations can use as we continue to navigate the changes and new trends amid COVID-19. Stay tuned for all of this and more coming up next. You're listening to the NetSuite podcast, where we discuss what's happening within NetSuite, why we're doing it, and where we're heading in the future. We'll dive into the details about the software and the people at NetSuite who are behind all the moving parts. We'll also feature customer growth stories, discussing the ups and downs of running a company and how one integrated system can help your business continue to scale. Hi, Allison. Thank you so much for joining us today on the NetSuite podcast. Hey, Kendall. Thanks for having me. How you been doing? Hanging in there, staying healthy and sane? Best we can. It's challenging for everybody, but we're, uh, we're keeping things moving. I know it is. It is indeed. Now, we have a lot to cover today, um, but before we do, I want to talk about you for a second. Uh, you're the Vice President of Product Management here at Oracle NetSuite. What does this role entail? What do you oversee? Sure, I cover the customer experience part of NetSuite. So that for us includes e-commerce, in-store, order management, and CRM. So basically all of the ways our customers interact with their customers is, is part of what I help bring to NetSuite. I mean, that's a, a big chunk of stuff. <laughs> to, that to it is. <laughs> There's never a dull day for me. <laughs> oh, I can only imagine. Um, now, you've been with NetSuite for seven years. In total, though, you have over 25 years of experience in commerce and supply chain solutions, which is incredible. Um, and in that time, obviously, technology has evolved quite a bit, um, and along with it, consumer trends. So first of all, what would you say have been the biggest developments in commerce that you've seen throughout your, your experience? Wow, that's a lot. Um, <laughs> so commerce was barely a thing when I started out in the industry. The internet was barely a thing, actually, in the, the mid-90s when I started. So it's really been a progression from infancy to maturity. And it's been great to see how things have evolved in the world of e-commerce. I mean, we went from individual discrete channels, e-commerce is just its own separate thing, to omni-channel where we're in a world where mobile, the in-store experience, marketplaces, partners are all now important. And it's so critical for there to be a unified omni-channel experience for customers. So that, that's been a huge change uh, over time. And all of this has meant that we're um, really focus as well on fulfillment. So we've seen the rise of order management importance as a way to drive customer satisfaction and loyalty. 
and e-commerce is a vehicle for companies to expand globally and really really grow their reach. Uh, so lots of changes for e-commerce on the supply chain uh, world. Globalization, of course, has been a huge factor in going from vertically integrated domestic supply chains to, to global sourcing of, of products has changed lots of things in how we approach e-commerce. And seeing the emergence of things like 3PLs and fulfillment through Amazon, stores becoming fulfillment centers. So it kind of feels like night and day when I yeah. look at when I started and, and what things are like now. Well, and it's interesting that you say like the globalization of the supply chain, because I think that conversation now is changing once again, especially mid COVID-19. So it'll be interesting to see what, what, what the world does um, once we kind of emerge from this, if we emerge from this, I mean, we will obviously, we will. But, yeah. <laughs> but it's just going to be a, a completely different world. So that should, that should be interesting. Um, now, how do these changes that we've seen like in e-commerce and along the supply chain, how do these align with consumer trends over time? Well, what we've seen as consumers and from consumers is that you know, omni-channel shopping has been a huge trend, right? This idea that as a consumer, I can interact anywhere and I have a consistent experience. I can buy anywhere at any time, uh, including on mobile has been a big part of the trend. Uh, Omni-channel fulfillment, you know, as consumers, our expectations have risen dramatically. We expect fast, free delivery for pretty much everything and if we can't get it we're pretty irritated by that fact yeah even when even when the world is in the state that it's in now i've even found myself getting frustrated when i don't get something in two days i'm like kendall look at the state of the world what are you doing but yeah, yeah. but those expectations have changed dramatically and they've also impacted our b2b lives so those of us who are consumers at home go into the office and even those two things have changed the way we perceive how we order things from a B2B perspective. So it's it's been a pretty dramatic shift, I think. Yeah, definitely. Now, how have these developments impacted business for for better or for worse? Um, you know, what it, what have companies had to do to keep up with this constantly evolving climate? And for the better, it's been an amazing growth opportunity for companies to be able to be online and to reach a wide audience, whether it's domestic or even global, is huge opportunity for entrepreneurs. That said, it's also a huge challenge for small and mid-sized businesses to keep up. I've worked for a long time with large enterprises, retailers, uh, distributors, manufacturers, and even they really struggled to create a great omni-channel experience. So how can the average small to medium-sized business keep up? And they don't have the money, the time to put together different systems to create that experience. And that results in fracture points in the customer experience that degrade customer loyalty. So are there any other challenges you can speak to that businesses have faced on the commerce side as things continue to evolve? And then how do they overcome those challenges? And how does NetSuite help with those? We talked about how the different systems create fracture points, how it's expensive for small to medium businesses. The other thing that makes it really challenging is adapting to changing market demands. And that's even more relevant in our current situation where things are changing all the time, that a lot of small and medium businesses don't have the ability to quickly adapt because they've got this hairball of different systems everywhere. Uh, and it's challenging for them to do things like optimize their inventory allocation when their inventory spread all over the place trying to meet these omni-channel needs. 
So what we've seen and what NetSuite provides uh, for our customers is the fact that we have one suite that includes customer experience as part of the suite. You don't need as a small to medium business to integrate all these different things together. It costs you less, it takes you less time and it eliminates those fracture points in the customer experience. It also gives you faster time to market. So if you need to change something, great, you change it in one place and it's available everywhere. You don't have to change it in different places and then test to make sure you don't break something in one place or the other. And because you have that single source of truth on your inventory, you can make the best decisions about how to allocate your inventory to meet that demand. And again, when things are fluid and changing, that's super important. So I think there are lots of great reasons to incorporate your customer experience and into the overall suite. And it really helps you as a small or mid-sized business to act big and to compete with others. So, I mean, what do most commerce solutions look like? I mean, when you're seeing the challenges and like you said, that, that hairball um, of systems, what, what does that look like and what, what issues does that cause? Yeah, so if you have, for example, an e-commerce system that's over here and your inventory, maybe you have it, you know, some of it in your accounting system and some of it's held by Amazon and you don't really know, you know, at any given time where everything is, you have yet a separate system that you're using for marketing and you're trying to tie that into your commerce experience, but you don't always have the best information in your marketing system about what someone's done in e-commerce. So that's what I mean by fracture points in the customer experience. And if you think about things like availability, we were talking about right now that we get irritated if we can't get things fast. Well, if you give the wrong answer to a customer, that is a surefire way to lose a customer. If you don't have consistent pricing, promotions, payments across all your channels, it really degrades that experience and doesn't give you that you know, beautiful, unified customer experience that, that all of us as consumers want. And what about kind of pulling different systems together because we talk a lot about on, on NetSuite, especially when it comes to the commerce side of things. If you're utilizing NetSuite for one system and, and you know, and then for your accounting and financials and then something else for, you know, e-com and something else for in-store, whatever, you know, POS, whatever it may be, what issues does then that present? Yeah. So certainly there's a cost issue, right? If you're trying to connect two different systems together, you have to think about not just the upfront cost of connecting them, but as I was saying, in you know, being agile, right? You need to make a change. You now have to make a change in two different places. Well, if you don't do it properly and test it properly, you may find that, for example, you promise something online and you don't actually have that inventory. And now you've disappointed a customer. Right. And as a customer, if you tell me I can have something and then you come back and cancel my order, I'm probably not ordering from you again. Right. Those right. types of disappointments are what I like to refer to as the fracture points in the customer experience and their cause when you don't have that unified suite. Yeah. So in, in speaking on the unified suite, how does NetSuite deliver the ultimate omni-channel experience for companies who, you know, are, have, you know, retail stores, e-commerce, so on and so forth? Yeah, so it's, they said, we have that full customer experience portfolio. We have e-commerce, in-store, marketing, uh, all as service, all as part of the suite, the same suite that uh, our customers use to manage their operations and manage their accounting. So that allows us to not only create that consistent experience so that 
everybody who's the shopper and all the people that are interacting with the shopper have the same information, have that same customer 360 view of what's been happening. Mm -hmm. That allows us to have um, more that great experience for shoppers. And it's well proven and documented that omni-channel shoppers who are happy buy more and buy more often. Mm -hmm. It allows us to have more effective marketing to that customer because we know what's happening across all the different interactions. And it allows us to drive fast and flexible fulfillment, which drives customer loyalty because we've got that single source of inventory. We can make the best decisions about how to fulfill that customer demand and make sure that we are living up to our promises and not creating that those disappointments when you stock out of something. Now, one of the biggest times of year for commerce, especially with B2C companies, is the holiday season, which most companies start preparing for around this time. I know that might sound crazy to some people who aren't involved in that world or impact greatly by holiday shopping, but why is it so important to start planning as early as possible for the holiday season, especially this year amid everything going on with COVID-19? Well, it's not crazy to me to start in July. <laughs> That's the norm, but I think in any time, yeah. it's just prudent to make sure that you have enough time if you're making enhancements to your web website before holiday to test those, to deploy them to your site, to do performance testing and allow for a period of stabilization before holiday. Mm -hmm. You want to give yourself that room. Uh, if you're making those changes, you, you could also impact performance. And we've seen since March that most of our customers uh, using e-commerce with NetSuite have actually been at holiday peak volumes for months on end. Mm -hmm. Now add holiday to that and we should see even higher volumes. So making sure that you've done as much optimization as you can of the scripts that impact e-commerce is really important so that you've got a great snappy experience for consumers as we roll into holiday. But we also have to realize that Yes, plan and test now, but you should anticipate last minute changes. We're in such a fluid situation right now with the economy and with COVID-19 that you, know, you have to be willing to adjust and have that agility to change as the landscape changes. Now, what do you think are going to be some of the biggest trends or changes that we'll see this year in holiday shopping? Well, certainly we already see a huge shift to online shopping and we expect that to continue uh, with the holiday period. We, none of us think that we're going to be out of the woods uh, with COVID-19 yet. And so retailers should expect that, you know, they'll even exceed the peak volumes that they're already operating at since March. Uh, so really important to think about performance. And studies show that this shift may be to some extent permanent, that it's starting to change our behaviors. It's been happening so long now. Mm -hmm. And they say it takes somewhere between, you know, two weeks to a couple of months to change behavior. We're, we're there already. Yeah. <laughs> we also think we'll see, I think, a very different Black Friday. Uh, right? Walmart already announced that they're staying closed on Thanksgiving. And given where we are with the virus, we can expect that that type of large, I'm camping out outside of the store waiting to get in for my Black Friday deal is probably not going to be feasible in a lot of places. So we should see much more focus in making those deals available online uh, in addition to in the store. It's interesting that you say 
that, um, you know, these, these trends may be permanent because I, I found myself as a consumer doing things that I, I've never done, even when, I mean, I, I'm, I'm in Los Angeles for those that are tuning in. Um, and Los Angeles obviously is, is still open and they close. Now we're slightly open. We're probably going to close again, whatever. But, um, you know, even when stores were open, I was finding myself still doing the things that I never would do. For example, buying makeup online. That was something mm-hmm. I never did because I like to go in the store. I like to experience it, feel it. But now it's just like, well, I'm trusting what I'm hearing online from, I don't know, influencers or, or whatever I'm reading about the, the specific brand online and then trial and error and essentially returning and buying again if I need to, which I never, if you had asked me this six months ago, I would have been like, I'll never buy makeup online. You know, <laughs> it's amazing what the world changes in the world can do to you. And I, I have the same experience of things yeah. like uh, picking up in store. I think yeah. lots of people thought they would never do that. And now how tons of people are doing curbside pickup yeah. because they don't want to go into the store. They're concerned about their health. Right, right, exactly. So now in thinking about, you know, Black Friday online and the rest of the holiday shopping experience going fully e-commerce, what should businesses be doing right now to set themselves up for success um, in that e-commerce space during the holidays? Sure. Well, certainly preparing themselves for agility, right? So as much as we prepare right now, there will be last minute changes and adjustments. And so I think we really need to think about making your, your have multiple plans of attack, you know, have your, your plan of record, but have some alternatives and things that you want to potentially change over time. You're going to be much better served if your e-commerce is part of the suite, because if you need to make a quick change, change it one place, it's available everywhere. I think people also need to think long and hard about their approach to inventory availability and fulfillment models. Right? As we've seen a lot of supply chain disruptions, I still mm-hmm. can't find Lysol in my, my neither can store. I. I don't know about you. Nope, neither can I. Yeah, so, and there will be more disruptions that come given where we are. And so it's critical to make sure that, number one, your website is tied into your source for truth for inventory, but also that you're thinking about all the different ways that customers might want to fulfill. If you haven't done curbside pickup already, um, you should think about it. And we have solutions to get you up and running really quickly so that you have that ability to do pickup in store in addition. Um, But just thinking through those options, making sure you're ready to adjust as the market changes, I think is gonna be the critical success factor this season. I do want to talk about curbside pickup. Um, that, as you said, that's going to be huge. What are some of the considerations companies need to make with that? So what I find is that most merchants overlook the importance of having a strong inventory and order management tied to their website. So it's one thing to just to put up the ability on your website to do pickup in store. But what we see is that inventory is very fluid in store on a regular basis and even more fluid right now. Mm-hmm. And actually all inventory is fluid right now, right? With the supply chain disruptions that we're seeing. So having the ability to both know what your picture is and to ad- adjust dynamically and, and in best case scenarios automatically of how you're going to use that inventory to best meet your demand, that's absolutely critical. So pairing at order management with uh, an in-store product like Sweet Commerce in store really gives you that secret sauce of, you know, I have that capability available to my customers to expose through uh, Sweet Commerce to be able to do a pickup order. Order management really is the glue between the systems that says, okay, you want to do pickup. Here's the inventory picture. I'm confirming, uh, sending the order to the store. Sweet Commerce in store gives you that 
uh, ability for the associate to process that order, but also to flag exceptions that then automatically can go back to the order management system if they didn't have that inventory in stock and figure out where else that customer could get it, deal with that exception. So it's really important to have that infrastructure in place for order management to make your curbside pickup program successful. And you also need to think about returns. So you were just talking about returns in the mm -hmm, makeup scenario. Mm -hmm. What happens after the sale? You know, would you consider maybe doing curbside returns where you request a return online and someone can drop off the merchandise? So being creative about uh, how you think about curbside pickup and making sure that you have the underlying technology for you to be successful is really important. Okay, I'm going to sound crazy probably, but I hope that the reason that you say this is because I'm not alone in this, but I genuinely hate going to the post office. Don't know why. Just thing I don't like to do. So when I do, like I'll order, I'm fine ordering online, love that. But if I do get my item and it doesn't work out, I, I am the type of person that will literally go to the physical store, even if it's like far further away than the post office to return. I just prefer it that way. I don't know why. Is that a trend that we see a lot with consumers? Yes. And I'm with you on that, by the way. Okay. Uh, and it's a trend that we saw even before COVID and that people want that convenience of knowing they can return something they bought online in the store. So mm -hmm. that was one of the early use cases that merchants identified people really wanted. And I think it's that much more important now. No one wants to go in anywhere, right? No. Post office or somewhere else, we're all worried about our health. So having that option that it's close by, I can just drop it off. I don't have to label and pack the right. box, which right. is hassle, mm -hmm. you know, it's, it's a huge advantage for merchants. Well, label and pack the box. And then for me, it's like, well, I hope this gets there and I hope that I see my return. <laughs> and then I have to wait to see, you know, I keep checking my bank statement. Okay. Did I, did that, you know, go through? So I think that would be that curbside return. Brilliant. I, I hope to see that, especially during the holiday season when that's such a, there's such an uptick of, you know, returns and exchanges. There's enough uncertainty to go around right now. NetSuite reduces it by giving you visibility and control. With so many critical decisions to make, you need the right numbers and you need them right now. NetSuite by Oracle is the world's number one cloud business system. With NetSuite, we give you financials, cash flow, payroll, inventory, and more all in one place so you have clear visibility and total control of your business. NetSuite customers have the flexibility to work from anywhere with immediate clarity on critical information right at their fingertips. No more guessing, no more waiting. Make smarter decisions with confidence because you've got crystal clear visibility into your numbers. Join over 20,000 companies who trust NetSuite to stay in control. Receive your free guide, Managing Business Uncertainty, and schedule your free product tour right now at netsuite.com USA. Don't wait. Get your free guide, Managing Business Uncertainty, and schedule your free product tour at netsuite.com USA. netsuite.com USA. Now, as more consumers are choosing online ordering, not obviously just for the holiday season, but always, um, you know, and again, that this is a trend that we saw saw starting getting you know more and taking more and more of the the market um, even before COVID. But what what are the important features for an e-commerce site to ensure a smooth and efficient shopping experience? The content here, I think, is key, and it, particularly now with the COVID situation where people don't want to go into the store, having good imagery, descriptions, videos that people can really get a, a sense of that products that you're selling mm -hmm. are really important. 
that's maybe makes the difference between whether somebody buys something or not. Right. We're hearing a lot from the merchants that use the sweet commerce that, yeah, I'm spending a lot of time investing in that because that's, that it increases conversion significantly. We also hear that that transparency about the availability is critical and again mm -hmm. makes the difference. If I know it's available and you're going to get it to me in a couple of days, I'm going to go with you versus somebody else who doesn't really tell me that level of detail and give me the confidence. If it's not in stock now, if you can tell me when it will be, I'm much more likely to buy from you because right. then I have a level of confidence that I will get it even if I can't get it right away. So that transparency is super important. Um, Friendly shopping across mobile and desktop experiences. I don't know about you, but I'm shifting all the time, like taking oh, yeah. my kids outside. I'm on my mobile phone. Then I go back inside and I want a little more real estate. I'm on my iPad or I'm on my laptop. And so that ability to, to shift and have a great experience on both. Uh, it's been shown that purchase rates on mobile have been significantly increasing uh, as the experiences get better. So you're losing out if you don't have that. Yeah. And then another um, interesting concepts for merchants with a physical presence is, you know, you might not have people going into your stores, but you have a great resource in your store associates to provide customer assistance. Maybe they start to help you online and drive sales that way. That's just something to think about. Yeah, definitely. Um, it's interesting that you say that. I, I'm typically a desktop shopper, but Lately, with the addition of the shopping through Instagram, I found myself doing that more, which is weird. Like, I never thought that I would be that person. But um, actually, one of our customers, Outdoor Voices, they, they, I, they pop up in ads for me all the time. And I, I was looking for a very specific, like, workout set. And it happened to pop up. And I, like, literally, like, added it to my cart within Instagram and, and, and purchased it. And it was my first time ever doing that. And I was like, this is wonderful. <laughs> I don't know why I never shopped on mobile before, but, um, but yeah. Okay. So moving into, you know, all, all of this functionality that NetSuite offers, as we've discussed, um, on the commerce side, this is always evolving for us. Um, and especially right now, we are currently rolling out our 2020 release two. Um, so what are some of the exciting new customer experience features available in this release and, and how will some of these new features benefit merchants as, as they prepare, prepare for the holiday season? Sure, lots of great things uh, coming. So a few pop right to mind, particularly given the current situations. We're releasing our advanced performance management uh, dashboard for commerce. So this is a great way for you to get ready for holiday. It gives you the ability to see the performance, not just of your website, but all of the underlying scripts and capabilities you're taking advantage of in NetSuite and how that might impact your website performance. So really critical as you do your holiday testing uh, to take a look at that and see how things are going where you might be able to optimize. Uh, we were talking quite a bit about the idea of curbside pickup and the importance of order management. We have our advanced order management, which has been out in the market for some time now. We actually have uh, offered the first 5,000 annual orders process for free. So you can try it out. And then as you expand your business, uh, take advantage of it. So that's a great benefit to think about, particularly with the, the different fulfillment models that we were talking about earlier. Yeah. The personalization and the experience itself, uh, we have some, some great new things coming. So we have personalized catalog views, which allows you to um, tailor based on your customer segment what's in the catalog. So it's kind of like a microsite co type concept. It supports that, that if this customer typically buys just this type of product and not that type of product, you could show them their own 
store within a store uh, and just give them a more curated experience that feels like it's for them. Mm -hmm. uh, lots of new options for layouts that the business users can select and different skins. So if you wanted to have a holiday skin for your website, you could set that up now and save it and put it, activate it when it's time for holiday. Mm -hmm. We also have great things on the supply chain side. Uh, so our new supply allocation capabilities came out in 20.1 that allow you to promise against both current and future inventory. In 20.2, we're also adding uh, optimization to that so that if you do have constrained supply, like so many of us do now with the crazy supply chain uh, with COVID, that it helps you automatically balance and optimize how you use your inventory to satisfy as many customers as you can. Uh, so that's a great benefit there. And we now have uh, our WMS capabilities that uh, typically were used in warehouses. We now uh, released a binless feature that allows it to be more easily used in store. So if you did want to use WMS to do your pick, pack, and ship for store pickup or ship from store, uh, that's an option too. So lots of exciting things coming that support many of the, the important concepts we've been talking about today. Yeah, definitely. So kind of one of the final topics I want to hit on um, and, and one of the most important, especially as, you know, people are going to be shopping online and, and looking for things that pique their interest online is marketing. Um, how can businesses prep for the holidays in marketing? What are the most important, you know, types of marketing campaigns to have in place? And, and what, are, what strategies are business going to have to adapt um, with the changing climate of today? Absolutely. So given the current situation with, with COVID, digital marketing's importance has really skyrocketed. Right. Where we don't have that in-person interaction, digital becomes your voice to the market. Mm -hmm. And so it's really important to think about what is that voice and how you're interacting with customers. You know, we know that some customers are still doing really well and others are struggling given mm -hmm. this, the economy and the things that have been happening. So have, being able to adjust your message or your assortment your promotions, your marketing strategy, your message based on both the customer's segment, the what's ha what you see happening with that customer, as well as the supply chain impact so that you can promote what you can get and promote what's profitable it is really critical to success and, and ad adapting those easily, right? Because things will change. <laughs> right. And they'll continue to change. Um, so one of the things I get a lot during the holidays are the promotional email. I mean, I get them a lot all the time, but especially during the holidays, those, you know, this is the best gift for so-and-so, or, you know, <laughs> you left this in your cart. Here's an additional 10% off, whatever it may be. Yeah. How can businesses keep customers from getting that email promotion fatigue during the holidays? It's a great question uh, because we all we all see it. Yeah. And I think to preserve good open rates on your messages, having really nuanced communication is super important. So tailoring the communication both to the segment of the customer and what's happening with them, as well as to their most recent action that they took with mm -hmm. you is going to mean that that message resonates a lot more mm -hmm. and it needs to resonate in the title so that you open it it needs to resonate in the body of the message as well. Mm -hmm. And so if you do those things, if you use more workflow-based campaigns that are triggered based on an action and therefore likely to be much more relevant to the consumer, you're more likely to get them to open the message. And by the way, if I got an email that said an additional 10% off your cart, I would, I would probably go purchase. I, 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 <laughs> <laughs> 
deal is a deal, right? I don't know why I said, I was like, I would, I would definitely click into that and purchase. I have done that multiple times. So, but I just use that as an example. Um, but, you know, on the mobile side, and again, considering the increase in smartphone use, how can brands leverage SMS marketing during the holidays? Yeah, they, they certainly can. And SMS message, can, messaging can be effective when it's well-managed. Mm -hmm. So merchants need to make sure that they have a strong opt-in policy to SMS marketing. And some people love it, some people hate it. And be very cognizant of the cadence of which you're sending messages. You know, I've had experiences with some retailers that, you know, just send it periodically and it, it's actually personalized and tailored to an action I was taking and then I'm ready to open it and take action. In other cases where I get a message every single day or twice a day and it's really irritating and I turn it off. So yep. I think yeah. it's really important to personalize as well as to just make sure that you have a good cadence of your messages and then it can be very effective. And do you think we'll see brands testing this out more this holiday season than maybe in the past? I think so, and we've definitely seen an increased usage uh, within our customers of Bronto of SMS uh, messaging, and we expect it to pick up additionally this holiday too. Interesting. Anything else you'd advise as businesses begin to prepare for the holidays? Well, I think first, take a deep breath. <laughs> it's a stressful time in, uh, in any good situation, and we know we're all in a, a very challenging situation right now. So. Try to relax and prepare to be agile. Mm -hmm. right? Prepare as much as you can for what you know, but realize that you will have to adapt as we get closer and you realize what the situation is on the ground. And that's okay uh, if you're prepared for that mindset. Uh, think about your website content. Make sure that you're putting your best foot forward in terms of what you're showing to the customer. You know, optimize your marketing plan now. Think about what those tailored messages, those personalized messages should be to your customers. What do you maybe test a little bit to see what gives you the best outcome now so that you can take advantage of those strategies during holiday. Uh, if you haven't already, prepare for alternative fulfillment methods. We know that we have seen an increased usage and expectation from consumers. So think about store pickup, curbside pickup. Uh, if you do have inventory still placed in your stores, think about ship from store. That might be a way to position the inventory closer to your consumers and still get faster delivery, even though the supply chain and shipping is a little wacky right now. Mm -hmm. And then just listening, listen to what's happening with your customers and with the market. Just keep your finger on the pulse of things and adjust based on what you hear. Uh, we're all going to have to do it in this crazy time. And so just knowing that and having your ears open and your mind open to adjusting quickly, I think is going to be the key to success. And what about advice for getting through this time just in general? I keep asking leaders that we have on the podcast this this exact question only because I think everybody's really trying to navigate these un, uncharted waters um, and it's always nice to hear from people who are going through it you know in the exact same way or maybe not the exact same way but are going through it um, at the same time how can businesses continue to build and, and grow right now I think many of the things we just talked about in preparing for holidays are great things in general to help you grow. But I think in addition to that, it's a really interesting time to look for opportunities, to look for the silver linings in what's happening. And we've been seeing so many interesting things with customers that we have who 
are in a completely different business in terms of what they produce, starting to make personal protective equipment or restaurants that now are delivering groceries. So being open to responding to those changes in the market, looking for that unique opportunity to grow. Yes, it's a difficult time right now, but also can be a really interesting time that could change the trajectory of what you're doing to grow and give you some new opportunities you didn't think of before. Yeah, definitely. Well, Allison, I really appreciate you coming on and, and joining us for Christmas in July. That's what I'm going to call this podcast. <laughs> I think holidays in July. I shouldn't just keep it to Christmas, but holidays in July. Um, so I appreciate that. And we look forward to, I'm sure, having you back on again soon. Well, great. Thanks for having me. And I want to wish all of our customers a successful holiday season. If there's anything we can do to help you prepare, please do reach out. Uh, we want to see you be successful. Look for the silver linings in this crisis. Great advice as we all continue to build on during this time. Thank you so much to Allison Eau Claire for joining us on this episode of the NetSuite podcast. I also want to shout out to all of our editors over at Lampstand and all you listeners for tuning in. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. Bye. You just listened to the NetSuite podcast. Be sure to tune in every week with more NetSuite developments, stories, and insights into the benefits of one integrated system to help you run your business.